you have multiple people in your company making a lot of money. Absolutely. Do you have any stats on that? There, there are people making anywhere from extra $500 a month up to $105,000 a month. Planet Marketing sent out over $170 million in commissions to uh, the people who, who built wow. this company. In commissions. So absolutely, I feel amazing about it because of what I told you about earlier, about poverty. There are single moms and single dads and stay-at-home moms that are able to live more comfortably, live in better neighborhoods, put their kids in better schools as a result of you know, the opportunity that, um, that I created. And absolutely, I feel amazing about it. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff. And uh, I am excited about this conversation, man. I am super excited. Grab that mic real quick. Yeah. I am, I am so excited about this conversation because um, I felt like I've watched a small portion, the tail end of your journey, because you've been successful for a long time. And um, I was a part of a company called Paycation. And that's when I, I guess, like met you. Right. And you are a leader of the most successful organization in this company. And it was a multi-level marketing company. It was all around travel. Actually, that's how I met Donnie and uh, Donnie Wiggins. She was a part of your organization. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my mentor, Jonathan Green, Spencer Iverson, Mark Sterling, all these people, they're a part of your team. And I just saw you lead tens of thousands of people. And I remember us being excited. It was like a celebration. Like we have 20,000 agents in Paycation. Anybody remember Paycation? Anybody ever was a part of that company? It's like a travel company mm -hmm. where you make money by introducing travel benefits. 20,000 people. And that was huge for the industry, right? And I saw a post on Facebook where you have 80,000 people who have joined your company. I'm trying to get to 10,000 people in my morning meetup group. So I need some help. So, Mr. Donald Bradley, give him a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. How you feeling, brother? Amazing. 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 Thank you for the invite today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mad respect for what you have accomplished as well. That's why I'm here. Man. Yep. I, I want to I wanna know, again, 80,000 plus agents. Can you explain to someone what that means when I say that they don't understand? What does that mean? 80,000. Uh, just uh, creating a movement, just like you're doing here. Um it's a process that uh, actually I started 18 years ago. Mm -hmm. So that's the part I think that most people uh, miss. And I know I've, I've seen lots of your journey and your success. Mm -hmm. And it didn't start in this uh, beautiful, amazing studio, right? Mm -hmm. So just, uh, just a process. 18 years ago, David, I started in network marketing in 2005 and didn't understand it. Matter of fact, had a law that I would never do network marketing, mm. right? Because, of, you know, you hear all the, um, you know, the pyramid, the scheme, and, you know, we typically, uh, it's misconceived. And quite honestly, when I joined it, I didn't know I was joining network marketing. I, joined, I thought I was joining the travel industry uh, back in 2005 and got involved in it and became educated mm -hmm. and fell in love with, you know, uh, residual income. Yeah. Yeah, love, always loved travel, but once I got involved, um, I fell in love with the idea of making residual income and helping other people do the same thing. Yeah. So plan net marketing. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about the program. Okay. Uh, seven years ago, October 2015, I decided if I was going to stay in the industry, I needed to create my own so I could control the destiny of the people that was following me. Mm -hmm. 
I was blessed to have a, a following, develop a following over the years. And uh, as you and I both know, the only way to really be able to control the uh, destiny of the people who are following you is to create the, create your own, yeah. right? Was fortunate to be, you know, at the top of some of the other companies. But if I was going to stay in the industry, um, I had a vision of my own. And, and seven years ago, I decided to, you know, start Planet Marketing, and I did. Um, so how, so what, are, what are the benefits of the company, and why do people get started? Two things. There's only two reasons why people would join uh, Planet Marketing is to supplement their income and supplement their lifestyle. You know, in the largest, most attractive industry in the world, which happens to be travel. Yeah. So my company, Planet Marketing, we show people how to build teams and earn long-term sustainable residual income. I partner with a 30-year-old reputable travel company by the name of Travel that shows people how to book travel for people anywhere around the world, online and offline, and, and make commissions off of it. Yeah. So those two companies together, we went into an exclusive agreement. So um, we have a marketing company that sells travel agencies, and we're partnered with a travel company that sells travel all around the world. I love it. So with with these, um, the people that are in that are uh, agents in the company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much? First off, how much is it to to have a membership or be a part of it? How much is it to join both companies combined? Yeah. Is two hundred dollars one time investment, sixty dollars a month, two dollars a day, sixty dollars a month. Do you have eighty thousand people paying sixty dollars a month? Yes. I mean, to, to, to join yes. the company. Yes. To, 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 I'm sorry, but like my curiosity is not going to let me uh, let this go. Okay, just give me one second. Okay? <laughs> but, um, but yes, we have, leave, um, we, have people, we have people that are uh, joining our company and paying $60 a month for a benefit to be involved in the largest industry in the world, not as consumers, but as merchants, businessmen and businesswomen, and, and, and entering the world of entrepreneurship. 82,000 entrepreneurs, out of all the things they could do as an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. Why, how did you attract this many people to what you're doing? And all the things somebody could do. Well, um, people uh, recognize the need to have multiple streams of income. Uh, especially it's been highlighted during the pandemic that you can't rely on one single stream of income uh, because things change. Society is uh, rapidly changing. And the way that our parents and grandparents, David, made money uh, is um, becoming outdated. So 99% of those individuals work this part-time mm-hmm. while they're still educators, while they're still you know lawyers, while they're still... Um, you know, engineers, you know, there are very few businesses that you can have when you're still, you know, when you are practicing law or you're an engineer for a corporation or you're a VP of a company. Uh, Here, you know, with all the technology that we employ, because everything's digital, uh, people are able to supplement their income, supplement their lifestyle while still um, focusing on their full-time career. Gotcha. That's one of the keys. One thing I've I've noticed from you is that when you go somewhere, people follow you. Or if you're doing something, other people want to do it too. So through this conversation that we're having, I want to really understand leadership and how you lead an army of people. Well, I have a, maybe I have a, a small following, right? Well, I, I don't know, 200-something thousand people on Instagram, but that's, that's not a following. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's not like... If I say something like, yo, let's go here, 
there's going to be 200,000 people to come. It's just, it just doesn't work like that. I want to know why people follow you from your best example, from your perspective. Why do people follow you? Um, you know, because uh, I think uh, that old, Bring Mike a little closer, uh, that old adage where people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. Um, I, I mentor a group of individuals that are responsible for the totality of the group. So it's not that 80,000 people follow me. There's a large group, a strong group of leaders that follow me, and they have their base that follow them. And we're all moving in the same direction at the same time. Uh, my objective and my biggest uh, responsibility is to model what it looks like and, and show people how to supplement their income, supplement their lifestyle, um, and to build long-term sustainable residual income. So just in all fairness, there's not 80,000 people that's following me. There's a group of leaders that follow me, and they all have their following, and we're moving in the same direction at the same time. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it it's still, you've implemented a system. Like, I guess everybody doesn't follow the owner of a business, but right. the cashier follows the assistant manager, assistant manager follows the manager, manager, they follow the regional, right? Right, so, absolutely. Absolutely. How do you create that layered leadership? Like, how do I, how do I work with K? So that's K, right. my assistant. Right. How do I work with K, and get her to lead other people? Just as an example, or I work with Reese and get Reese to effectively lead other people the way I'm, I guess, leading them. How do we do that? Lead the leaders, right? Train the trainers, coach the coaches. Um, so, and what's in it for them? You know, people follow you because, you know, there's something that they're after that you have. They get a chance to leverage your expertise. They get a chance to leverage your reputation. I'm here because of, you know, our experience has always been amazing and positive. And I, and I, uh, I know how serious you are about your craft. And I know that you're one of the best in the world at what you do. Oh, you. Um, it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And that, um, that you know, leads to people that want to follow and want to learn and want to implement and want to duplicate, you know, some of the success. And if you're willing to share with them and they see that you're sincere about sharing with them and you're sincere about helping them move along in their career, then they will follow. How do you decide who you mentor? Because you can't mentor everybody. Ooh, man, that's a good one. I asked that question <laughs> to one of my leaders last night and um, we choose. Um, we choose. Like I told you today, this is a, my first interview. I, ch- I get to choose. You, um, you extended the invitation to me, and I, I got a chance to choose uh, immediately that I, that I would come and do this mm-hmm. today. So um, when you get to a certain point in your career, you do get to choose. You get to choose who you let sit in this chair, who you expose, who you endorse. Um, and it's the same thing. I, I get to choose, and I'm constantly auditioning and interviewing through life. The reason I'm sitting right here because of our experiences that we've had uh, on occasion throughout the years was always positive. Mm-hmm. And if I thought there was any negativity involved, I wouldn't be here today. Is there a criteria that you're looking for in a, in a person? I'll say, yo, I'm, I'm going to cultivate this person. Absolutely. Humility, hunger, poise, passion, maturity, doers and thinkers. I'm going to start that over. Hold on. I was, yeah, was going to say, can you repeat that? Did yeah, you already absolutely. have that? That's, that's- absolutely. 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 Uh, a person for me to mentor them, they must have, um, they must be humble. You can teach a humble person anything. If they're not humble, you can't teach them anything. Right? Mm. So they must execute, they must exude humility, right? Hunger. Uh, Americans and people can be very comfortable in very uncomfortable predicaments, right? Um, so I need somebody who's hungry, you know, for success. And like I saw that you were and continue to be hungry for your success. Um, poise. You know, we deal with people who go through different things. But on this set today, that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're victors, not victims. Yeah. So we must carry and, and handle our, our personal business and not let it, you know, ex- um, tear down our business. Sometimes yeah. people know too much of your business to want to do business with you. Right. So so to be poised, no matter what you're going through, um, you know, there's there's a job that you have to do. I'd be very disappointed if you call me this morning and say, hey, Don, you know, uh, something happened and we're not going to do it today. Right. That's that's personal. Man. Oh, I got I got to stay there for a second, man. There are a lot of people where you can actually see it in their face what they're going through. Right. Right. And and I don't want to do business at that time. Nor would I want you to do business with me at that time if, if I'm not ready to win, yeah. right? So uh, poise. Uh, President Obama was in the White House for eight years, 
and we know he went had to go through some things. Somebody had to die during that time, but we never knew it. He had a he had the country to run. Mm. Nor did we want to, you know, pick up the TV and, and and look and turn on TV and see that Obama wasn't handling business today. Yeah, right. We felt secure that. knowing that whatever he was going to go through personally, he was going to handle it. So poison's important. All right, so let me, I got to ask this question. For someone who struggles with that, do you have any advice? So, for instance, all right, Reese, I can use that example, right? Okay. <laughs> no matter his answer, I was going to use him. So, sometimes I can feel when something's up with Reese, like when he's having a day, right? And we're all entitled to having a day. Right. Like, it's just, and maybe, maybe I'm, even my wife, I can, I can, I can tell, right? She's like, can't hide it. And I don't know if it's necessarily a negative thing, but should you try to hide how you feel? I don't know. Should you try to, in business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should yeah. we? Should, should, should I be impacted by your personal life and the things that you're going through when we're doing business? Mm. If you and I are planning the Super Bowl and we've been waiting all our life to get to this game. Should I, you know, should that four-hour period of time, should we bring all our trauma onto the field? Should we? No, mm. absolutely not. Should your gender be uh, exposed in this business agreement that we're about to do? Oh, wow. I'm just saying, should, should, should all these variables be a part of my contract? How you feel? Or your lack of emotional intelligence? If it's personal, it's personal. With your wife, obviously, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna sure. feel that. With uh, when it's personal, it's personal. When it's business, it's not. When you start talking about feelings, you're talking about emotions, and we can't we can't control it. So it's going to impact the deal. Mm. So no, you should not bring your emotions or your personal feelings into any business deal. So someone, let's say they struggle with that, and they're listening to this, they're saying, "Yo, I I can see where someone would say that about me." What's some advice you would give them? Uh, read as much as you can about emotional intelligence. Mm. People have high IQs, but you have to have uh, an emotional intelligence about you to have consistency in your business. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can honestly even... Yeah. It's a weakness. If we're competing, you're competitive. Yeah. If you're not competing against two other people, man or woman, if, if they don't have a high level of emotional intelligence and they struggle with how they show up, Right? Mm -hmm. Who are we going to get today? Who's playing today? Right? Who's playing today? And if they're competing against us, we win. If they're with us, we lose. <laughs> Who did so I get good. today? I got David Shams. Who I got five years ago, the person I met, the person t seven years ago, I got David Shams. Who I get every time I'm talking to you, I get David Shams. I don't want somebody else. I don't want to figure out who you are today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Really? And if you're carrying all those, the, all that emotional baggage to whatever business deal we're doing, you and I are at a disadvantage if I'm partnering with you. Oh, that's real. If I'm competing against you, we, not, we annihilate you. <laughs> Give that a round of applause. My gosh. It's true, right? Okay. This is it's good. true, right? This is good. Oh, oh man. Um, and I, there, there's a fine line of be, being vulnerable strategically because sometimes, sometimes as, as, if I'm going through something, I feel I can share, but I'm not sharing out of emotion. I'm sharing to be, be vulnerable, to say, okay, hey, y'all, this is what I got going on today, and this is how I'm getting over it. 
Right. And there's a difference between vulnerability than getting on there and crying about what was me. And it depends on what the assignment is, yeah. you know. But we're talking business now, yeah. right? We're talking competing now, mm-hmm. right? Those 80,000 people that's in my company have a choice to be in another company. Yeah. And they count on me as a leader to, to be logical thinking, not emotionally thinking. And this is something that could crash the deal in terms of <sighs> you mentoring somebody or you spending time with somebody. We're very in a very competitive world, yeah. right? So if, if my organization and my leaders are all emotionally distraught and you know can't separate personal from business, they lose. Yeah, that was pretty cool. One day, uh, I don't know, and I, I thought about this the other day. Um, I don't know, Kay, you were you were doing something. You were here, and like just getting everything done or whatever. And then uh, Donnie told me. Like, yo, she's, she was sick or you aren't feeling well. Something, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was like a girl thing going on. I don't know. But she was like, yo, yeah, she's like, she's bad today. And I was like, she told me. That's what I called you. Like, yo, are you good? You sure? And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to lay down. And I, I, thought, I, I honestly thought that was pretty cool in the moment. I'm like, yo, I didn't even know. But you got the job done. So that's a good example. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Outside of that, then the people you have a personal relationship with, obviously you, you want to help them in any way that you can, and things happen. You know, but when it's time to, when the game starts, yeah. when the game starts, right? There are NFL teams, NBA teams, Major League Baseball teams that have lost games and championships uh, because of lack of emotional intelligence on the members of the team. Mm. Poise. So if you're listening to this, just find a book on emotional intelligence. Do you have That's any right. good ones? Any, any, any um, you, you know, just anything on emotional intelligence. There's a lot of books written on emotional intelligence. The next one after poise is passion. Passion. David, I'm here because you're very passionate about what you're doing. Right? Obviously, this is not something that you just do haphazardly. You're very passionate about, you know, getting the messages across uh, that you desire. So I'm very passionate, obviously, you know, about helping people supplement their income, supplement their lifestyle. Um, so there's humility, hunger, poise, passion, maturity. Before we get the maturity, uh, somebody said something to me, um, and this is something I'll struggle with. I couldn't. I was I was on this mastermind call, and he asked me. He said, "What do, what are you like most passionate about?" Right, and I said something like. Our kids. I love hanging out with my kids. I love like mm-hmm. the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. But he was looking for something else. He was looking for me to find something to where my heart breaks about it. Right. And right. I don't know if I have that temperament. But I would love to develop. I'm talking about where people get super passionate when they start talking about something. Right. right. And my temperament is very even keeled. Right. 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 Um, but I do want to get on that side of like something that that moves me emotionally. And he said, most of the people that have been super successful, it came out of something that it was actually Patrick Bet David. He said, most of the people that have been super successful, it came out of something that they hate. Think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me a pretty successful entrepreneur to coach you every single day to give you all of the game. I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday, 
I'm on I'm on a, a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to, ha you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10,000? Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100,000 because it's just, I don't, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's gonna help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100,000. But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. We'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, let's get back to the episode, but keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. Like Oprah, there was like there was like some injustices and, in, you know, her, her background of being great. And she had to become successful because she hated a thing. And I, I want to try to develop that. Have you ever been poor? Not poor, no. There you go. Have you ever been poor? Anybody ever been poor? Right? Where we have this never again thing, right? Have you ever been poor and you've had children where you struggle to uh, feed your children? Right? That's that thing. Whatever that thing is, it's called your why. And your why should make you cry, then it should make you fly. Mm. Yeah. So poverty for me... Um, is is that thing that that wakes me up in the morning not just for myself but for my children um the reason why it's important for me i have four beautiful children 22 not children anymore but adults now uh but when you get to if you've ever been to a place where you know tomorrow is could be, could appear to be dark financially right as entrepreneurs you know we you go through those those spaces so that's that thing, what you're describing is your why, your reason why you're doing something. The reason why after you make the money, you're still going, right? After you're comfortable, what about the next generation, mm -hmm. right? What about the people who are following you? Do they, uh, are they uh, financially independent, right? Um, how bright is their future? How bright is the future for their children? So yeah, that, that why should make you cry, then it should make you fly. And, and that passion comes from, uh, me seeing other people who are in poverty, right? Who are afraid. When the pandemic hit, you know, probably you and I were, you know, we pivoted, mm -hmm. right? But when the pandemic hit, you know, there's a lot of people who lost their livelihood. Uh, there's a lot of people who lost their lives. There's a lot of parents who went to the hospital. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And never came back and left, right, people behind. Mm. So uh, the fear of poverty, right, freedom. Um, our, our community, we should value freedom more than any other thing in this world, mm. right? Because for, for a long period of time, we didn't have it. So um, I was for absolutely, absolutely. Can you describe a moment where you realize? <laughs> describe, <laughs> describe rock bottom for me in your life. <clears throat> Uh, rock, rock bottom is um, when, in your life, your situation. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. When you foreclose on your home and have to move your four children into an apartment, right? You, you go from, you know, doing pretty good to where something happens in your, in your business and, and you lose your home and, and your uh, belongings are sit, sitting out on a curve when you, um, when you get home. You've got to scramble to get your, you know, shelter, basic necessity, you know, for your children. And they're two, four, six, and eight years old. You follow mm-hmm. me? Um, I could keep, I could, this could be the whole a 10-hour series, you know, when the uh, electricity goes out, right? When the gas and heat go out because you didn't pay it. Yeah. It's right? different when you got kids. When, when your credit is, when you, you can't answer your home phone. When your wife's answering the home phone and, 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 and crying because the money's not there to pay. When you go to the grocery store and you pull out your debit card and you're not, you don't have no confidence behind it. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm just saying. Yeah. We could all, you know, for those of us who have been in between blessings, as I call it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I could, I could keep going. I help people who are in that situation. Yeah. And a lot of Americans are in that situation and they're poised, they may be poised about it, and you don't know what they're going through. They may sit right here in, your, in this chair and um, park in their car around the corner. Do you keep that in your, 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 uh, your ooh, memory bank? Ooh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I keep it in my memory bank because I don't never want to forget, and I never want to look at that person that's in that situation and overlook them. Mm. When I have a vehicle, that could, that could help them. Yeah. And there's a, there's a level, level of empathy that you have. When you see that look, when you see that stare. Yeah, but you, you can relate? Oh, you should never forget that either. And the next thing was maturity. Yeah. In what regard? Just when you're doing business, there's a level of maturity. I see young, beautiful people in here that are, are mature in, in business. And they're not hiding behind a title. They're not saying, oh, I get a pass because I'm a millennial or I'm a Generation Z. Um, we're doing business, so they're according. They're uh, acting accordingly, regardless of their age. Mm-hmm. There's a level of maturity that you have to have to do business, to walk into the bank, right? To to negotiate and have to negotiate contracts and deals. There's a level of maturity that you have to have. You don't get a pass because you're a certain age. How do you develop maturity? As a kid, my my kid is two. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she'll be five, ten, right, and she'll. She'll be more mature right over time. But how do I, as an entrepreneur now, become more mature in business? Well, well, well you have. You've evolved. You've had 
coaches, mentors that held you accountable, uh, your upbringing. You know, there are certain expectations of you, you know, from somebody, from some people, you know, that um, that really forces you to grow, you know, to grow in that area of maturity in business. Right. Is it just knowledge base is experience or what? Uh, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of experience. It's a lot of uh, humility of listening to those who have gone the distance, who have more business maturity than we have. Mm-hmm. Right. Listening to coaches, listening to mentors saying, hey, this may have worked for you at this age. But as you continue to go or at this stage of business, you know, but it's not going to work for you when when you when people walk into your studio, there's a level of expectations that I felt when I walked in the door and that there's a level of maturity that people have to have to make it back behind that door right there. Yeah. Am I correct? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. There's just some expectations that, that, that you have for anybody. But if it was a three year old child running around here, it'd be different. Yeah. Right. You can't have that expectation for them. Mm-hmm. But when they're over the age of 18 years old and they come behind that door, right. When you're getting ready to go on program, I saw you set it up. Yeah. There's a level of expectation. And a standard that you set that must be, you know, that must be um, abided to. Speaking of maturity, um, I was in that other company. Mm-hmm. And I just heard the story of, like, how you decided to just, like, leave. And I would imagine it was some immaturity on the part of the people that were leading you at the time. And it was like, yo, you just got sick of it pretty much. Like, I, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I would imagine there was something that you didn't like, something about how the company was being run. And in that scenario, did you identify like they're too mature in business or was it something else? No, no, no. Um, and and let's, let's be clear. These individuals, they owned the company. They weren't leading me. And I'm just saying that, <laughs> you know, fair. Yeah. Fair to say. Explain the difference, though. Um, just I, I came into a company with my expertise, and I was able to um, take the company from a few hundred people to, as you mentioned, well over you know twenty some thousand people. Um, so they brought a leader in to help you know build the company, mm-hmm. right? They owned the company, uh, which is important to note that when someone owns a company, they have the right to run it the way they want to. And because they owned the company and I didn't, I opted. If I didn't agree with the way the company was being run, I had to leave. Mm-hmm. Just that simple. Got you. Just like if somebody on your <laughs> doesn't like the way you do things here, one option. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It wasn't personal. Again, it was just you know if you don't like the way something is running and you don't own it, you you have one option. And I I, I, opt, I I chose that option. Did you see a change in the owners of the company? Because I, I and I'm just I'm just playing a scenario in my head, where okay, I got a couple hundred people in my company, and you come in, and it runs to over twenty thousand, meaning the company is a lot more profitable. They're making more money. Um, did you see a difference in how they talk to you or approach you when you first got started? Oh, when absolutely. I had a couple hundred? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the need, um, you know, wasn't there anymore. You know, I, I actually, the company, we took it up to 36,000, 36,000. Yes. And, you know, uh, companies naturally want to increase their profitability. Right. Um, so people have a natural tendency to, 
uh, want to maximize their pleasure, minimize their pain. So at that point, it's 36,000 people, you know, uh, the owners had, had a right to, you know, see how they could make it more profitable. And I felt like it was at the expense of the leaders who had created that success. Mm. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast, but there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast, but I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby, but I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. Did you say something? Did you say no, you can't <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Because ultimately, if the people are not happy, it's going to fall. Yeah. And that's what happened. Let me ask you, last question on that. Do we get back to the, the criteria that you used? When you left, how much were you making from the company? About $90,000 a month. When you left? Hard to leave? No. No? No, actually, if, if, you, if you know the story, I was terminated. Were you? Yeah, absolutely. Dang, to go from 90000 a month to nothing. Zero. To go from 36,000 people down to no people. Overnight. Yeah. You know what's cool, though? Um, and I'm sure you probably agree that if they had, if, um, if, if you had been pleased with the way things were going, you'd probably be a fraction of the successful you are today. We will never know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I kind of know. Only because here, here's, and there are a lot of entrepreneurs where I look at my own life. Mm-hmm. Every next, I, I can attribute every success in where I am now to what's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster. Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. 
But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal something that happened that was unfavorable absolutely absolutely and the reason, the only reason I say you'll never know is because they, we, 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 timing and positioning is everything, and the timing and position that we had, mm. right, with some of the top minds, not mm. only in the industry, but you know the people that you mentioned that you're good friends with, and I know that are, are, are honorable um, businessmen and women. We all were coming together yeah. at the same time. Now we're all, you know, you're over there, this one's over there. I see. So the movement was stopped. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Individuals win games, teams win championships. We had a world-class team yeah. and everything, all the stars were lining up. Man. So we'll never know. Donnie, we, as you, you know, just there's a, a, a group of champions that were assembled. Yeah. So that's why I say we'll never know. Gotcha. Okay. All right. What's, what's next after maturity? Uh, doers and thinkers. Right. Is that the same or just it's two different things? Two, okay. So talk about the doers. Right. And um, and then the thinkers. I'm excited about the thinkers, but talk to me about the doers. It's just, I said, I, I say this all the time. There's from the time you contacted me to the time that we're actually here. How much time was that? About a week. <laughs> That's doing it right. Yeah, for sure. That's me accepting the invitation. You being prepared, having the facility, having the you know whole process in place. How many times do you hear people talking about doing something like this? And right. for years, mm -hmm. you know, you can go back to your, your neighborhood and, and, and see the fellas 
you know, still like, man, I'm getting ready to, you know, cut this album or. People always ready to get ready. Man, they, they're getting ready, man. <laughs> Years ago by, and you're like, man, like, how's it going? It's like, man, I'm, I'm, man, I'm still, you know, years so there there are executors like like us yeah you know that that actually do it yeah. right we'll mess it up right we'll get out there and we'll try it we'll do it we'll mess it up adjust correct we'll do it some people are so afraid to fail that they won't do anything so they mm. keep it in the discussion stages in the theoretical stages yeah. right we're doers right we're going to do it you know when when I, I i lost my team i lost my income time to do it yeah what what do you think you've come across a lot of people what do you think attributes to the lack of doing it fear number one man what would you attempt if you knew you couldn't fail think about it what would you try to do if you knew you couldn't fail everybody be millionaires <laughs> right fear is one thing why are you what you're talking about it why are you not doing it you're scared yeah. You're afraid to fail. You're yeah. afraid to do it. That's the only reason you wouldn't do it. How do you shake someone out of fear? Uh, education. People are only afraid of the things that they don't understand. Not inspiration. No. Man, people can be inspired, right? Pumped up, right? Still going to be scared. <laughs> because inspiration is what you get from other people. What are they going to do once you're gone? I can inspire you, but I'm going to leave. Then you got to go do the thing. And it's not going to happen overnight. So what do I do? Come in every day and inspire you? You're still going to be scared. You're really going to be scared when you get out there and start doing it. If you, if you don't understand it. Mm. Understanding. Education. Education. All that getting, get an understanding. Understand. Man, you, you're flipping this microphone and people are scared to death of this microphone. <laughs> you, it's just a part of, like a part of your wardrobe. Yeah. Yo, that is a really good point. I understand that I can come in here. I'm educated to know that I can talk into this mic and it goes into that recorder. But if I don't like what goes into the recorder, I can just delete it. I understand that. But I think some people don't know that they could try something. And if it does, they don't like that one, they could just try it again. They don't even know that. Right. I believe. Well, also your ability to communicate with other people. Right. All those things. But if you know you don't have a command of the English vocabulary, you would be afraid, mm. right? So again, fear isn't coming in so many different forms. Because once you once you speak it, once it comes out, you can't unspeak it. Mm. It's out there. People are afraid of that. People are afraid of public opinion. What people think about me is none of my business. <laughs> Y'all caught it. Did you catch? We clapped that up. We clapped that up. We clapped that up. Let's I mean, it. really, I, I mean, I can't. Well, people think the, people that's, the people that's walking around, it's like they, you know, afraid to say it, do it, mess it up, right? Mess it. We, man, hey, come on. We failed our way to the top. 100%. I mean, you messed it up. You didn't start with these microphones. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> these little lapel mics. Right. That's not all, you know, all the, you know, you, you keep adjusting. You throw it out there and you keep making the adjustments, but you weren't afraid to start it. Mm. Man, I think people know that they just need to start, right? Absolutely. And be humble enough to take the lessons that come along the way and make the proper adjustments and corrections. Mm -hmm. That's where humility comes in at, where you admit, man, I messed up. 
Yeah. I need to adjust. But if you don't think anything wrong, you keep doing the same thing. And you keep failing. But you have to be humble enough to take the lessons that come with it. Let me ask this. You said that, um, and this is what I gathered, when you, were, when you hit rock bottom, you were actually up at some point. So let, let me, when you, did you hit rock bottom and then you started to build? Like, were you already on the bottom and you realized, okay, I'm down? Like, there's a comp, there, let's say you have a job, you're just getting by, and then you lose the job, and now you hit rock bottom. But it's not a, it's not a long fall. It's just, okay, I'm doing right, bad. Right, 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 right. Were you up, and then you fell, and then had to come up again? Absolutely. Because we're entrepreneurs, yeah. right? And that's, that goes back to why people don't try things, because they don't want to fail. Yeah. For people like us, we're not going to be satisfied, you know, with just, you know, the, the basic. Mm-hmm. It was very clear. I wanted to be wealthy. Yeah. Right? If, if I wasn't trying to be wealthy, I would have never failed. I would have been doing something safe. <laughs> I, was, I failed going for it. Mm-hmm. And I fell. Right? Yeah. But I got back up. And it made those adjustments. Yeah. Right? What do you think is worse? Not being <sighs> successful for a long time ever or becoming successful if they're failing? Oh, I mean, it, it just success is relative, mm-hmm. right? So for a lot of people, success is making a six figures. Yeah. For success, for a lot of, for some people, is having a job. Mm-hmm. Success for me was defined as being wealthy. Mm-hmm. And how did you just, how did you define wealthy? Uh, the first uh, sign of initial wealth for me was to get to $19,231 a week, $83,333 a month, which is a million dollars a year. That was my personal, you know, target. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And along the way, you know, I, I failed. Yeah. What was the first year that you made your first million dollars? Uh, my third year in, in, in network marketing, which happened to be 2008. 2008? Let's call it 2008-2009. Gotcha. So you made your first million 15 years ago. When you got that million... Were you wealthy? <laughs> when I got that million, I owed everybody. Right? Um, you got to go back and have cleanup years. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to clean up your credit. Right? You owe you debt. You're in debt. You done it Ta- Did you say taxes? What I, let, and, I and, with ta- and, at, with, and with taxes, people have taxes. Then there's fees, penalties. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have three different things that describes more money that you have to pay yeah. on top of the money that you owe. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> taxes. I'm like, what's taxes, fees and penalties? Right. I thought they, you know, all that. So, no, you know, again, if it how long did it take you to get to that point and how much debt did you ac- accumulate mm-hmm. during that time? So, no, they're cleanup years. Yeah. Right. And the humility says, I take this money and pay this debt, not take this money and while out, yeah. So no, it was you don't feel you don't feel the million if, when you make it. Right. <laughs> you don't feel it. No, I I think people feel they they they're afraid to start because, um, or I don't I don't know if the, if they're afraid to start thinking that when they get to the goal that they'll be successful. But it's almost like now that we know that whatever goal you set, that's almost like the beginning of like. 
that's the beginning of success because it, it's never going to feel how you thought it was going to feel. Right. You made, you like, yo, if I could just make a million dollars, I'd be <laughs> right. make a million. Right. And it's like, wow, I didn't realize that wasn't wealthy. I didn't realize uncle Sam was going to take 33%. Mm-hmm. So now I'm back down to 600. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't and realize that you I didn't have the 600. Like, no, like, oh, you yeah, don't. I, I didn't realize I had to live along right. the way. Right. <laughs> I didn't realize as kids get older, they eat more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then there's tuition. And then, you know, yeah. so no, there's, you don't know any, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It sounds good, yeah. but then you, you understand it at that level and what you were describing, it's always another level. Yeah, for sure. Right? Oh, I'm, oh, I got to make 1.5 mm-hmm. to clear a million. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever and then, oh, after is, a millionaire, you know. there's multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. And after multimillionaire, there's a uh, ultra high net worth earner. So it was always. Hold on, I'm sorry, because okay, I'm not on that level yet. There's a difference between multi-millionaire and ultra high worth net earner. Net Absolutely, it's all. Earner. My point is another level. Oh, for sure. And then all the billionaires are looking at the millionaires like, you poor thing, <laughs> <laughs> right? So as always, it's always, it's just if you're ambitious yeah. and you're driven, that that's the key thing. Everybody's not, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not for everybody. If 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 somebody could come in here and say, hey. I'm going to buy your studio and you work for me, David. That sounded crazy to you, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> right? I'm going to give you a guarantee. Yeah. Whatever you're making right now, I'm going to guarantee that for the next five years. But I'm going to own it. Can't do it. Right. Because you're ambitious and you're an entrepreneur. Right? But the average person's like, man, guarantee? That sounds great. Well, I don't have the responsibilities. Yeah. I can show up and sit in the chair and da-da-da, and somebody's going to pay you. So you went from being the owner of the company to the employee of the company, but we gave you a guarantee. Yeah. That doesn't work for you and I. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, everybody actually that uh, works with me now, I try. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm. Sometimes it takes a little minute, but I've, I'm always trying to create a scenario where you can make more than I pay you. Right now, whether you take the, the opportunity or not. Right. But um, and I encourage like if like Reese has an idea or Kay has an idea. Like, yo, bring it. Right. Let's figure out a way right. where we can make this thing happen. Right. Um, because because I, I believe so wholeheartedly in entrepreneurship right. that I want everybody to be able to go after something. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I, right. I would feel like hypocritical if I'm saying, yo, I'm an entrepreneur and y'all just work. Just right. Work. right, 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 right. I want to be able to build some stuff Absolutely. together, man. That's when when you bring the best out of them. Mm-hmm. Right. When it's not, they're not just checking the box and showing up and leaving. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. One hundred percent. The last thing you said, thinkers, thinkers. Come on, Dave. I'm here. Yes, let's go. We were talking about it yesterday, right, Reese? <laughs> Kinda, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We talk, I. That's my favorite word. Think. Man, it's a book out called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in society, man, from the time that we start elementary school. You know, we're just moving through life. Like, you got to be there at 830, right? So you get there at 830. Light turns green, you go. Turns red, you stop, right? What if the light doesn't turn green? You ever been in a broken light? And it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, no car is coming, right? For you and I, we're like, I'm going to get this. I'm out. But the person that's scared, they'll sit at that light. The light's broke, right? So... Everything through life, you don't really have to think. But we back in the day, you just had to memorize somebody's phone number. Nobody in this room is old enough to remember that, right? <laughs> <laughs> remember that? 
I mean, you had to, you, there was no navigation system, right? You had to remember how to get there, right? And everybody's phone, I still remember my phone number when I was seven years old. 323-4198, Baltimore, Maryland. Because mm. you had to know it, right? Now, whose phone number do you remember? She's at her mom's, right? Yo, it's crazy. I have a second phone number that I don't know the number. I, like, Same I here. I do too. <laughs> but you don't have to think anymore. Yeah. You used to have to remember how to get somewhere. I'm just saying. So society's conditioned us. So you don't have to think. And so, Dave, if I, if I come and work with you and you, you, man, you need me to think. You're going to give me the basics, but man, I'm, I want to bring my personality into this thing and I, I want to give you my thoughts. You're a boss. You're in control. You're the visionary, but I, want, I still want to contribute and give you my thoughts. I grew up in Baltimore. You grew up where? New Jersey. Right. So, you know, I'm bringing my, that we're bringing our northern flavor to, and we need the people who grew up around here to bring all of it together, right? I'm, I turned 55 years old in May and, you, you know, I'm bringing that level from that generation yeah. growing up in the 1900s, as my daughter always reminds me, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? She's like, how was life, how was life in the 1900s, right? <laughs> but you follow me? That's what makes things roll. You know, we're, we're, we're think. I, I, don't, I can't be around people just not thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did that, and, and asking people, like, did that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> How do, you how do you inspire that thought? Challenging people. Man, I'm going to challenge you. If I ask you something, man, what you think about that? And you say, I, I don't really have an opinion. You're going to have an opinion about it. I need you to have an opinion about it. Mm. That's called intellectually lazy. Mm. You just didn't even want to take the time to think about the question I asked you. Mm. <laughs> man, you do have a thought about it. It might not be the same thought I have, but you do have a thought about it. Intellectually lazy. You're, that means too people, too many people are like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really think about things like that. I don't really, you know, like, what? How do you not <laughs> think about things like that? There's a lot you had to think through. How, how does how does retirement look for you? Oh, well, I don't really never think about it. <laughs> when are you gonna start thinking about it? <laughs> There's gonna come a point in time when you're gonna want to chill. You be, and at some point you want to think about it. So I'm gonna inspire you to start thinking about things like that around me at least. Yeah. I don't like being around people where I, you don't have a thought. Mm. Like, wow, you just don't have a thought about it. Wow, isn't that something? You keep asking me questions here today. Well, I don't really, really think about things like that. <laughs> <laughs> like life, like breathing, like eating, right? What was probably the, in your business today, what was the hardest thing to figure out? And once you figured it out, you got excited about it. Um, when, when you met me, I was the leader of the team out, you know, um, marketing. I became the CEO of the company. So the biggest challenge for me was transitioning from being a leader out, you know, amongst the people to becoming the, C the chief executive officer, mm -hmm. right? Dealing with the banking, dealing with the IT dealing with the whole, the, you know, just the corporate business side of it. Yeah. That was the most difficult challenge for me because I, I love being amongst the people. I was really good at what, you know, what you saw me do, yeah. leading people and doing those things. Uh, but, but it forced me 
to sit at my my desk in my office and look at spreadsheets and um, really uh, understand international banking, you know, um, merchant service accounts and, you know, the business side of, of, of the company that I own. Yeah. And I got, I, at some point, because I love a challenge, I got really excited about it. Really? Absolutely. Did you ever have a thought of quitting while you're in this process? Maybe not quitting the journey of success, but you start <laughs> building your company as like, Nah, no, nah, brother. Not once. No, nah, I'm a winner. When it, when I put these feet on the floor, it's on. Mm. Yeah, it's like me thinking today on the way here. Do I should I go? Should I? Nah. <laughs> when you called me, I, and I was gonna be here. That's how I do everything. How you do one thing is how you do all things. If I start it, I'm gonna finish it. And what keeps you motivated? I, I like, mean, there's a I, lot of. I, I like to eat. <laughs> I don't ever want to run out of money. People are living longer. My goals, right? You know, I, I want to leave a legacy for my children's children's children. That's what keeps me motivated. Most people lose motivation because they finish the goal. I won't finish my goal until after I'm gone. Mm. My goal won't be realized till I'm dead and gone. I've never heard anyone say that outside of Martin Luther King. Like I can't accomplish the goal while I'm living. I will never realize. I will never personally realize my goal because my goal is to leave uh, a legacy and an inheritance for my children's children's children. The people that I've set my goal up for, I'll never meet them. You'll never meet them. I'll never meet them. Dang. That's deep. Clap that up. That's, that's true. That's that's personal for me. I will I will never meet the people that I that I worked for. I've never thought about that because I'm thinking of like my son, my two daughters, my wife, just making sure. Like my focus is teaching and educating them, but I guess I would even teach them in another way if my teaching was focused on teaching them how to teach their grandkids. So, so Dave, there's money that I save that no human being alive will ever spend. There's money that's earmarked that I personally save that no human being that is alive will ever spend is to be passed on. There's other income that can be spent, right? Inheritance, whatever. But there's money earmarked that I personally save that no human being alive should ever spend. Savings is supposed to be what? Saved. Yeah. And once you spend it, it's no longer savings. Yeah. So there's money that I save that's earmarked to never be spent. Which goes back to you saying people quit because they've accomplished the goal, but if you set a goal, it can't be accomplished. And you hit, the, you hit the goal, right? Like right now you've got this set on what, 70 degrees? Mm-hmm. Right? And once it hits 70, it's going to cut off the thermostat. People's thermostat stops. They set it at, I want to make, I want to do this. Once they do it, we did it. Yeah. I'll never do it. 
You have multiple people in your company making a lot of money. Absolutely. Do you have any stats on that? Uh, there, there are people making anywhere from extra $500 a month up to $105,000 a month. Mm. And you create that. Like it has to, you have to feel good knowing Absolutely. that I am responsible for people's livelihood. Dave, I spent, I sent out last week, uh, I sent out the 170 millionth check, if that is a term. The 170th. Our Planet Marketing sent out over $170 million in commissions to uh, the people who, who wow. built this company. In commissions. Golly. Yeah. So absolutely, I feel amazing about it because of what I told you about earlier, about poverty. As a result, there are single moms and single dads and stay-at-home moms that are able to live more comfortably, live in better neighborhoods, put their kids in better schools as a result of you know, the opportunity that, um, that I created. And absolutely, I feel amazing about it. It's one thing to make $170 million. It's another thing to give it away. Well, not give it away. Well, pay it out. Pay it out. Two different things, though. Mm. They earned it, through, and which makes people feel even better about it. If I give you something, right, versus you earn something, that means you have a skill set and you can repeat it. If I give you uh, $10,000 or uh, what, I, but you get to the point where you have created a skill set where you can earn 80000 a year, 150000 a year, quarter of a million, half a million, million dollars a year. Which one? Would you want me to give you a million or would you want to create a skill set where you can continue to duplicate that and show other people how to do it because you have a skill set now? Man, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Golly, let's cut that up. Golly, there's so much going on in my head right now. And um, I even realized that I've been thinking small. Or like they're the reason you know I love podcasting because I get like free coaching. I feel like this is a coaching session slash uh, mentorship session slash therapy. I realized some things that um, that what what I know about like really successful people when I get a chance to interview that you all have very interesting perspectives on life. How do you develop that perspective? How do you start? I, and I don't even know the question. I actually asked Patrick Bet David this question and David Emanitia, actually. How do you become prolific in what you say? Because the way you frame certain things are very unique. Yeah, the same way you're doing. You're not the same person I met, you know, several years ago. Through that, you know, experience yeah. of uh, interacting with, you know, successful people and non-successful people, Right. So you're evolving, and I see your evolution. Um, and it, it, it happens for conscious people when you constantly want to improve, mm-hmm. right? And then when, you, when you, you build on concepts, you know, like you said, you first start thinking about your children because obviously when, you are po- when you're in poverty, you're not thinking about your children's children. Mm-hmm. That would be a lie if you say if yourself. I you thinking about you <laughs> know tomorrow, right? right? Feeding everybody that's in this house today, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, but as you as you grow and develop your philosophies, right, your your principles, then you evolve, 
if you asked me that question, you know, maybe I don't know, uh, maybe even when I when I when I met you, I might not have I, I wouldn't have answered the same way. Yeah. Right. But as you, uh, there's life after making money, right? Yeah. But when you don't have money, people are like money's not everything. But when you don't have no money, money is everything, right? right. <laughs> when you try to find some money to get gas or to get food, money is everything, right? But when you, as you progress in life and you know, you, you make money, your savings and, you, you know, all those things. You, you get a chance to think about, you know, the bigger picture. That's real. That's that's the truth. Man, I appreciate that. I got uh, one more question mm-hmm. and then I, uh, I'll let you go so I can, after everybody leaves here, listen to this episode again. Uh, where do you see yourself or what do you see yourself accomplishing within the next five years? And the only reason I'm asking the question mm-hmm. is, I want to be able to look at this interview five years from today okay. and say, Donald Bradley said he's going to do it, and he did. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it's funny you should say that. I, I was meeting with my CFO yesterday, and we were putting together a five-year projection. Mm. Um, and we opened up in Ireland about two weeks ago, uh, which opens the door for us to go deeper into Europe. Uh, so we're expanding uh, before the end of this year. We'll go into the Canadian market. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've created a system that can be duplicated in pretty much any city, any country around, around the world. So I look to expand. We're in about 20 countries right now. And I look to expand responsibly into uh, as many countries that, that make sense, you know, for, for the brand and to continue to you know, create a, a prototype where we can take this business model into different continents around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so bottom line for, for me is after 80,000 comes 100,000, right? And, and David, I like moving in increments uh, from 100 to a quarter of a million, half a million to a million. Mm. Follow me? Are there any companies that have a, a million million reps in this? Industry? You know, I, 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 I can't speak for it because I can't see the books. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by right, that, right? right? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, people say a lot of things, mm-hmm. and you know, into the hype of things. I'm not. Mm-hmm. When I tell you there's eighty two thousand people in the co- company right now, it's eighty two thousand. Mm. It's not how many came through. Right. It's eighty two thousand active people in my company right now. So that's crazy. Um, our objective, um, my short-term objective is to hit 100 and then go to a quarter of a million, half a million, a million. I love it. And, and along the way, I've created a compensation plan that will help the average person make above average income and ordinary people in extraordinary lives, mm-hmm. you know, where people will get a chance to get on an airplane ride for the first time, get a passport, leave the country. You know, those things are important to me. Um, there are... People in the company that are making quarter million, half a million, million, hundred thousand a month, but the real objective is for the average person to be able to supplement their income, supplement their lifestyle. Gotcha. Half the foreclosure in America last year could have been prevented with extra five hundred dollars a month. Mm. So that's my real target. Now there'll be the superstars that'll go out and make a lot of money, but the real target is to help the average person get on their first plane ride and experience, you know, something other than what they're um, what they ordinarily have had access to. And to be able to supplement their income, and most of the time, it only takes extra five hundred dollars a month. I love that, and I actually have an idea. Well, I'll, I'll share it with you. I don't know if I can share it. 
because it's my it's my intellectual property. But uh, I think I think uh, I'm gonna share with the idea with you, and uh, I'll let you know what you. I, I'll just identify how you think about it, but I think you're gonna like it. Anyway, I'll just tell you. Forget it. So I am a podcaster, mm-hmm. and I understand podcasting. I love podcasting. We're uh, launching a podcast with uh, with a few people that we have now um, called Growing Pains with a Z. It's for Gen Z. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jada, Zell, mm-hmm. Ashan, and Yanni. So all Gen Zers trying to figure out life and growing, right? But they all have uh, great perspectives. But I, I actually wanted to do a podcast about travel. Now, I don't travel much. And if I'm being honest, it sounds weird. I don't really like to travel. I like being home. I understand. But I want to do, because I know there's some people that like, they just, they're at work. They dream about travel. They think right, about right, travel. Right, right. And I want to do a podcast dedicated to travel. And I understand how to grow an audience that are interested in something. Right. Um, in this space. So I'm creating a travel podcast, but um, it should, probably should be powered by playing that marketing. You know what I mean? I think it'll be <laughs> probably should, right? Yeah, 100%. Let's, let's go to dinner. Let's talk about it. Right. But uh, yeah, so anyway, that's my skill set and my 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 vision. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, thank you so much, man. Uh, please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and um, how they can be a part of the company. Yeah, well, well, well first of all, there are you know, thousands of agents out there, reps, representatives out there to represent Planet Marketing. Mm-hmm. And if you're on social media, you're coming across them. Everybody knows somebody probably at some point that's involved in a company. Get back with that individual, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to myself. Gotcha. But there are reps out there that are out there helping people. And I would encourage everybody to find a Planet Marketing representative. Uh, or you can go to planetmarketing.com and inquire you know, about, you know, finding an agent that can help you maybe in your city or, you know, that's in your community that can help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I would like to take the moment uh, to talk about is Planet Mar- Planet Cares. Mm-hmm. That's our foundation that helps single women with children in shelters. Mm. And you, that's the thing that I would, I would promote to anybody who would like to help the foundation uh, is single women with children in shelters. And our, our foundation is planetcaresfoundation.org. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Listen, we'll put a we'll put a link below if y'all want to donate. Um, I'll definitely donate. I am for sure going to donate uh, because uh, the, the, the single women have it hard. Absolutely. Bro, Absolutely. My wife isn't a single woman. Right. And we got kids. Right. And it's hard. My Better wife. Tell, yes. You know. <laughs> exactly. So you so, can imagine without without shelter, bro, right? I could one one. I couldn't imagine a right. single woman with shelter with raising children. children. Right. It's right. so far out of my scope of like even trying to understand right. a single woman without shelter. Which it, right, it actually right, right. gives me chills talking about it. Like I can't. I see how my wife struggles, and she got me. Right. She ain't got to worry about no money. Right. But mentally, it's like, right. yo, I got these kids, and I want to be the best <laughs> that's wife. Good, that's a good point, Dave. Bro, I I Man. can't even imagine. So right. I, I I will for sure uh, be donating um, something. At least a thousand dollars. I don't know how we'll do it, but I'll for sure donate. So thank you so much for coming. Well, man, I got to tell you, man. Thank you, man, for uh, modeling what it looks like, man, to um, you know, have a passion in 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 your field of endeavor uh, to uh, be able to to impact people the way you do, 
Hey, man, it's an honor to sit here with you, man. And thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, no doubt, man. Listen, make sure y'all follow. What's your Instagram? Are you on Instagram? I, I just am. Facebook. I am. I, I, I'll, um, I'll, I'll put it out there. Y'all, I'm old school. I'll be <laughs> Dave's gonna bring me up to speed or yeah, everything. No, actually, I do I have an Instagram. Account. I want to yeah. be you. I want to not have no Instagram, none of that. Don't it? Well, and just be up. And, and to be very honest, I, I promote the leaders. I promote my leaders. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my my vision to promote my leaders, not myself. Yeah. That's the truth. That's amazing. Man, listen, give him a round of applause, please. Everybody, wrap up, man. Um, Make sure y'all follow Donald Bradley. And if you if you can, just uh, leave us with a word of wisdom. I like to just take us out on a note. Just wrap this whole interview up with a bow. Uh, just give us, give us one word of wisdom. You know, just, just financial literacy. You know, there are two things that I recommend to anybody that wants to be successful long-term in life is read more, save more. You know, there were two things that were taken away from a, a group of people, our ability to read access to reading which um which enslaved us mm-hmm. and because we worked for free we couldn't we didn't have money so we couldn't save anything and so the two things that i would encourage anybody to do is read more and save more i love it listen we can't close it out no better than that man make sure y'all do me a favor uh go check out planet marketing uh make sure you follow uh, mr bradley's journey on instagram social media facebook um and share this interview with somebody, but also go get you some social proof, meaning go build something. But it's important that after you build it, you come back to your community and you teach your community, teach our community how you built the thing that you build. It's the only way our community grows, okay? We're out of here. Peace. Thank you. You just watched this whole episode. If you like this episode, watch this one right here. Click right here. You're going to like this one if you like the one you just watched. Check it out. One of the biggest takeaways that I've received from you over the years, one of the first big lessons, major lessons that you taught me. You help enough people get what they want. You will eventually get what you want.